Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer, and in studio today, Travis Waldstein, AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning in Council Bluffs. Travis, welcome back to the big studio, and thanks for bringing guests in again. Absolutely. I, I love having guests. I love having people I work with. And uh, so, yeah, brought uh, David Prine in with uh, Prine Custom Homes. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what he does and uh, what's all involved with his business. And he's got a lot of stuff going on right now. So we're going to give him an opportunity to talk about himself. So well, I'll tell you what, David, before we uh, let you two get into this conversation, tell us a little bit about your business and what it is that you do. Well, I'm a contractor here in Council Bluffs. I've been in the trade since I was 16. Uh, started off framing, eventually got to the point of an age that said, hey, you can't keep doing this. You need to move on. I love what I do. I wanted to stay with it. And so I created Prime Custom Homes in 2003. Um, I had plenty of employees that worked under me, with me, subcontractors that I've worked with for many years. Um, and it just propelled me to where I am. Um, I've done a lot of this myself. Um, I didn't have any family that was in the trades. And so I don't know if that's good or bad, but I love it. And uh, I like working with people and helping them get to what they want. And that's where Prime Custom Homes comes in for building new homes. That sounds like a lot of things that you're talking about, Travis, at the same time, getting people in there. And, um, you know, you mentioned employees, David, that it, it's a big thing in the trades. It's very big. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, and you know, it, you know, at this point, you don't have a lot of employees at this point. As no, far as I you. do not. I chose not to back about 2010 where housing was pretty tough between 06, 8, 10. Um, it wasn't worth it for me at that time to build something that I thought, well, maybe tomorrow I got to get rid of it. I don't want these kids to go down the hole with me. So let's see what I can do by myself. There's plenty of sub or contractors in the business that run a business like I do. Um, majority choose to. It's a little more focused towards the customer. Um, I don't have to worry about that employee showing up. Somebody else has got that job. And they know their business better than I do. And I don't want to know it all. I need to know about 30% of what they know, and I don't even have to be perfect with it. I just have to have a general idea where it goes. Now, being in the trades for as long as I have, um, I've seen a lot, done a lot. I started on the bottom, and I wouldn't say necessarily that I worked up to the best, but I got a good feel for it. So people can trust what I say and feel comfortable with what I do. Mm-hmm. You've been able to build a niche. I, I mean, you, you have, I mean, you've got clientele from here. I know we did a job for you last year out in Avoca, Iowa. Yeah. So you've got a clientele, you've got a base where people, you've been doing this long enough now that people know, like, and trust you. Yes. So, and you've got subs that you work with, like myself, and, and you got several others that you've built relationships that you know, like, and trust it. Say, hey, if I talk to Mrs. Jones, we're going to be building this house for you. If I call my contractor a b c or d which whatever one it is they're going to take care of whatever needs or situation is right but i still have to be there um it may sound that easy but it's no different than you talking controlling your people mm-hmm. i you're my people yeah and i have to not only go through you but i gotta know your guys too mm-hmm. and so i i know a little bit of everything thing under my general subcontractors that work with me so 
knowing your guys and knowing who does what, I know that. I see that. And I use um, that as an experience for my customer knowing what they're about to be approached with. Mm-hmm. And so it's easier for me to communicate because I think communication is huge and it doesn't matter what the business is. Um, it's just makes everybody come to the same level. And when you're comfortable, you explain yourself better. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. everybody feels like they're getting somewhere. I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that is, it's, well, it's no different than what I've got. I've got, well, nine, nine field guys and I got two office cows plus myself. So I've got 12 people, you know, I've got, you know, certain guys that can do install and I've got certain guys that can just do service. I got three or four guys that can kind of do both, but I've got, you know, what I call my ace in the hole kind of for every category, depending on what it is. But, you know, you have to be able to trust the people that are doing work for you. And it's at the end of the day, you know, whether you're the customer and ultimately that homeowner, you know, whether it be through you or hopefully if we've done a good job, we'll eventually be our customer too. So sure. it's it's important that that relationship and that communications there for you mm-hmm. and, and for that because, listen, the last thing that anybody wants is, uh, hey, you didn't take care of this, you didn't take care of that. And that's where that relationship, you know, yeah. comes in. 100%. Uh, that's where that clarity and comfortability um, can let you – propel your business through and hopes to get residual business down the road. Absolutely. Um, and we all, even if I'd uh, build a house for a customer 20 years ago, I get them coming back. A lot of my businesses return business mm-hmm. word of mouth. I don't advertise with anybody. Um, I do pretty much all of my own sales, um, closings, anything like that. I do it myself. Mm-hmm. And I found that that's easier to, um, it's just less complicated for the customer. I try to make everything as simple as I possibly can. Are you required to have, a, I'm just asking, cause I don't know, do you have a real estate license? No, I would not want one. <laughs> well, but here's, it's got its setbacks. Uh, the real estate, uh, agencies, they have terms and regulations they have to follow and they can't just say anything in a house. They can walk you through a home, but they can't really point out stuff without, being shown leverage or something towards that so that customer thinks oh well he said this so it must be true later on buys a home finds out not and then they can be sued for that and so um it's not nothing against their profession but i find it less liability mm-hmm. i can build confidence with the customer yep and they can believe me or not mm-hmm. and they can talk to other customers or excuse me other contractors and i support that i'm like you know, here's what I think. This is my opinion. Grow with it or challenge it and go find somebody else and talk about the same thing we're talking about right now. And let's see where it falls out at. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's part of the dialogue, part of the conversation. So, sure. so what's, uh, what's your favorite? I mean, obviously you, you know, you're, you're a builder, obviously you're, What's your favorite part of it? Is it the customer relationship? Is it dealing deal with contractors? Is it building someone's dream? What's your favorite part about what you do with your business? My favorite part of this business is making somebody happy. Um, having my subcontractors happy. I like all my jobs to be as effortless because they can be. You don't have to make them hard. It's just 
some people have approaches that are different that I would probably try to change with them and it, to make that transition easier for everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like the new QR code stuff coming out. I mean, it's been out for a while, but um, it hasn't really been implemented in our business and I'm going to be implementing that. Really? So I'm going to be putting a, uh, QR codes up into the framing of the house after it's framed to inform people, HVAC guys with plumbing locations and specs, mm-hmm. um, cabinet layouts, even though I lay out everything mm-hmm. on the floors for everybody anyway, but it gives any kind of updated changes and I can do it from my house. So I don't have to actually go out there and do that, but I can inform you and say, Hey, they need to use a QR code card today because there's been some changes to this project and mm-hmm. I think it's going to be something, um, hopefully it isn't deterrent, but, uh, it's a more formative. I mean, we both know the more information is you not having to return. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I can tell you, we was at, I was at a root dealer conference last week. That's my main line of equipment and, uh, everything on their equipment is actually for registrants QR code on the furnaces, on the ECs and the coils, even the thermostats, everything you do, it's QR. That's how you're going to register it. That's when they'll know it's get, we've set an operation. We got an app on our phone where it's all set up, but it all comes through the QR code. code. So I think you're doing what other, you know, other, I'm speaking for my trade, but I think you're doing something that other main, you know, that other industries are definitely yeah. um, doing. So I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And also customers are wise enough to use it also and they can go in and check and say hey did Dave follow up with this is this something that got changed and they can go use it and and then say hey he did or no and they'll call me (laughs) (laughs) we do a lot of talking in our industry it's like oops yeah well yeah i'm supposed to do that so uh um but uh so you're you're busy right now obviously it's it's march people are you know it's early it's early but people are starting to think about it we have days like yesterday went 60 degrees yeah and uh Oh, got my phone ringing a little bit yesterday. You, you know, I mean, furnace seasons. Well, I don't know today, maybe not, but furnace seasons essentially over. But same thing with you. People are thinking about building or thinking about whatever. But realistically, how long of a process? You know, if you have someone that calls you today and says, "Hey, I'm looking to build a house," mm-hmm. kind of talk about that process. I mean, it, it's not like, "Hey, here's your plans this week. We're going to start building next week." It's definitely not that process. No, absolutely not. So. In generalities, I would say that first initial contact with a customer can be from at that point a year to a finished house in my book. It takes about a month to two months to get things developed, permits, problems, property, all of it wrapped up into a contract so that it can actually move forward. And I tell my customers anywhere between 10 to 12 months, 8 to 10 months, depending on the square footage and how custom it is Mm. we're talking you know a spec home now we can do those less i'm making all the decisions i'm not waiting for those decisions sure and customers need time they don't have a lot of confidence in a build it's only because you know nobody wants to be like their neighbor and they got to be they got to feel good about making those decisions and so they'd really like to shove that off onto somebody (laughs) and i am that somebody and so I help my customers get past things they can't seem to visualize. And visualization in a large project is tough, mm-hmm. easier for me and for you because yeah. we see it. We work with it. You know, down to the inch, we can go, yeah, no, that won't work. Yeah. 
but customers in general take um, probably a couple months to make their mind up to be a solid decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it starts going and I help them along. They'd like to have all the answers done up front so they won't have to deal with this, but that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And I say, you need to see the house framed so you can visualize your colors and your textures, and then you can make those decisions. So I'm not looking for everything up front. Even though I know it would make my job easier, I know it's not easier for them. Yeah. What 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 makes sense for them when you're looking on paper as a concept, once you see the walls up, it's like, whoa, this doesn't make sense, or hey, we maybe we need to little bit different kitchen layout or hey we need to go different color or whatever exactly their thought pro- because what looks great on papers we know yeah <laughs> is it isn't always um um good on it i had someone tell me once and this is probably gonna be a terrible statement coming from me that they said they always learned from building their first house that the mistakes not to do and they build their second house. Mm. I had someone tell me that one. I know, but that if you think about it, you're going to go build your second house and you go, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Now I can see I should have done it this way. That would be just prolonged agony. That's just <laughs> that's just going to keep moving in that general direction and they're never going to come up. Yeah, you can always say that. Most people probably don't build more than one or two houses. So that's why that can be thought of that way, but... Mm. We all had enough money, enough time. We could build lots of houses. As I said, lots of houses. If it's all, if it wasn't money, well, well, you know, our government seems to think we got all kinds of money, but we <laughs> won't talk about that. So, uh, you've been, like I said, you've been doing this since you were 16 years old. Um, you know, I don't know. Let's see, you didn't really have family to trade. Obviously, you just kind of got into it. Yeah. Um, you know, you've worked up, and you know, you've done the framing part of it, hands on, and now. You know, you're, you know, like I said, now, now you run your company, and like I said, building homes, bringing people's dreams come true. Uh, part part of this, what we do here is talking about getting young people sure. in, in, into this. Um, you know, you deal with myself, you got plumbers, electricians, you got the framers, you got the drywallers. Well, I don't love drywallers, but I, dry, drywallers like to make holes for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm teasing. No, we need drywallers too. Um, but if you're, talking to a high school kid or you're talking to a kid that's maybe 20 i say kid adults 22 23 years old ain't sure they want to go to school or maybe went to school and they said hey this stinks got into this you know what kind of things are you seeing because obviously we're just like we're short homes in this country we're short tradespeople in this country what kind of stuff are you seeing that would uh you know help bring people into the trades um and uh what would, what kind of things would you like to see happen with with our industry as a whole? And I'm and I'm not talking to HVAC. I'm talking with what you do to bring the younger generation or Generation X, whatever you want to call it, into the, the trades. Because eventually we're going to retire, and there's got to be someone to replace us. If sure, sure. Well, I knew this question was coming, so I kind of thought about it earlier, um, and I thought back how it happened for me. So right out of high school, I wasn't the best student, enough to get by, get out, um, had some athletic ability that allowed me to go to a walk-on position to play some football, and I saw the opportunities that everybody else had, but I just couldn't, I couldn't find myself in that, and I found my, I was more of a tangible kind of guy that I needed to touch it, I needed to drive away from it, just look back and say I did that. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have to realize who they are. Aptitude is everything. Um, and they have aptitude tests in high school and they're given out. 
and I don't know if they get used as well as they should be. Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe something that could be done because counselors, coaches, and teachers know the kids better than anybody out there. Oh, I would agree with that. You know, attitude is everything. And where they can, when they can learn and how they can learn are all, everybody's a little bit different. And if you're not diploma rich and have not rich in the sense of money, but brains and the psyche and ability to stick with it, uh, four or five years of college and all the money you spent to do it. Um, I think a lot of these kids are just needing, um, maybe just a little bit more informed at the high school level of where certificate based companies, HVAC plumbing electricians, they, that's where you want to be. I think if you're, you know, at ultimately at the end is where you want to be. Um, because I think you need to start from the ground up mm -hmm. drywall, roofing, framing, all that stuff builds to a level that you got to understand in order to get that certification mm -hmm. at a plumbing HVAC or electricians. And I think that growth needs to start. And I think it needs to be taught at the high school level for the kids that go in, which, you know, a lot of these high schools are starting to implement maybe a little bit back to where it was in the eighties where we had mm -hmm. automotives and shop classes, you know, and it was the start of getting into that, which I took a lot of information out of what I learned then. And I use it now mm -hmm. it's very rudimentary, but I, I get to use it. Um, so if people like the trades and you are part of that trades, or if it's part of um, drywall or roofing that they actually, I, I, and I've told this to a lot of guys, go back and talk to some high school counselors and, and coaches and reach out and say, Hey, mm -hmm. what do you have around here that you think would be a good partner with learning something that, you know, physically they can do mm -hmm. mentally, they have the capacity to do. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I had a, an intern this last summer. Uh, that just followed me around and got a taste of what was going on. Okay. His father called me up one day and said, Hey, can you help me out? I want my kid to know something. <laughs> and not really that he was ridiculing his child. He just was trying to say, Hey, he needs to see the world. Yeah. He doesn't need to see what his buddies think life is. He wants to reach out a little bit farther. I said, sure, I'll yep. take him on. And he's very interested. He's working for a commercial company out of Omaha. Mm -hmm. Um, but he wants to try everything. So he followed me for about three months and, um, he got to see what everybody had to do in the process of building a home. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, you know, Hey, never stay in one spot for very long. Once you get it down, move forward. Mm -hmm. and if you don't move forward, you're going to be stuck. Yep. And that you don't want to be stuck. And we're not talking about 22 and 25 year olds. We're talking about 18 year olds, mm -hmm. you know, 18 to 20, right out of high school. Those are the time periods. I think that are where you need to make that decision. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't know what you want, you need to try it all. Yeah. You, you know, like I said, yeah. Well, that's the thing that I've done. I've had, you know, 15, 16-year-olds come in, want to just go for a couple of days with an installer yeah. or service tech, whatever. Uh, we've done a, a, a summer term internship with couple different people and, and, and what it is, and the one kid, he thought he wanted to be an electrician because his dad was an electrician. Worked with us all summer, you know, got to see that experience. But I think it's to get, get eyes and ears yeah. onto so they can say, hey, 
this is what this is like in the real world, you know. It, it and you know, and, and the credit to some of the schools, you know, I, I, and I actually, Council Bluffs Public and Lewis Central have done. They've tried to bring programs back into the school system. I mean, the trades programs, they're both affiliated with Iowa Western. Um, I know that Lewis Central's got where they try to frame a garage or a house. I, so I know they're trying to bring some of that into there, but that doesn't happen overnight. No. And, mm-hmm. You know, probably the biggest story I tell is my, my son that graduated last year that's in the Marines, um, you know, he's finishing air traffic control school. But a year ago, he was finishing his wrestling season. And so he's done wrestling. They were talking about doing for college. They were almost all of them to a person was talking about going either to a, a trades. One was going to talk about being a policeman, but the rest were talking about going to a trade or being a framer or going to do a job. They weren't talking about four-year school. Now, if you go back five years before or six years before that when his older brother, they're all going to Iowa, Iowa State, sure. BV, Iowa West, whatever the school is. So I think there's the message is getting out, but, yeah. but until you experience it, you don't know. And it takes time. So, well, we also had a, you know, a crunch in the market and that set back a lot of kids seeing their parents suffer, I think, because that what they lost or what they didn't quite get. And I think that had a big chunk of sit back and kind of learn from what you've seen happen to your parents, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, you know, I didn't need a four-year degree to go do what I'm doing. I just found out that this is what I wanted mm-hmm. and the degree helped me get in the door, but yeah. didn't necessarily make my job better. Yeah. Well, well if you, you know, I, I graduated 91. So my family went through the farm crisis. I got you beat by a long ways. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, but, you know, I went through the farm crisis, you know, my family farmed and, you know, uh, dad went broke farming long story short went and drove truck you know saw what that lifestyle was all about and and having to change you know if i asked me today i would still go be a farmer if i if i had the opportunity but the opportunity is not there for me um but you know i found i went to the navy and then i found something that i really like and i enjoy now could i imagine being a service tech every day anymore oh heck no so yeah. my knees and my back are gonna say uh-uh and i need to lose some weight too but uh Nobody but it's a, it's a start, you know, and yep. it's a start and, uh, you know, and, and for kids to be able to expose to that, but be able to see, you know, when your parents have positive experiences, uh-huh. you know, or a family, mine, mine was my uncle, but you know, he had a great experience working down in Texas doing, you know, he had a one year degree from Northwest Iowa community college right at that time was technical college. And he, you know, he made a lifetime out yeah. of that one year degree. So Right. David, let me ask you a question quick, because you talked about that you liked it. You found that you like to have something tangible that you can walk away from that you've just accomplished. Mm -hmm. Is that something you knew about yourself before that first project that you had something to look at? Did you realize that about yourself first or did you do this and then realized, oh, now I found my place? Yeah, it was after. Yeah, up front, I didn't know it. <clears throat> you know, so you take directions from somebody, they teach you how to build it. Okay, you don't, you're not thinking about that. You're concentrating on what they're telling you and how you're going to get it done and make them proud of what you did for them so you can move on. And then after um, leaving a company that I'd worked with for quite a while, went on my own. Um, and then I started really respecting the idea of what I could do because it was just me. It was nobody else but me. You can blame me for it or hate me for it or whatever, but I can walk away and look back and go, hey, 
wow, I did that. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be there for decades. Well, let's hope. Yeah. Well, Travis, you've talked about it a lot, about uh, young people just giving it a shot. Absolutely. See what it's like. That is a testament to it. That You don't know until after you've been through it. And it's about gaining information and giving yourself some options. Yeah, yeah exactly. The one thing you talked about, it kind of caught me. It's like building something tangible. You know, I'm terrible with names. I'll be the first one to tell you that. But I could drive by your house. I could know what your furnace is. I could know what your AC is. I could know what we did to it, what the last bill is. And I could tell you everything about your HVAC system. You know, it was the last time it was there, If I was, especially if I was there. But I'm terrible with names. But it was, because it was tangible or something that stuck in my head. It's, yeah. it's, no, it's like when you build a house. Oh, yeah, we did the HVAC in this house. And we did. You kind of go down the street and you kind of go, oh, yeah, been there. Yeah. Talk to them, you know, and then you see people, in the, you, then you see them in the community. I have the, I had the whole tomato, tomato can theory that I don't ever want to be walking through high V or super save or whatever and have either one thrown at me. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so and that's, you know, right. that's why we tried to do right by people. So, yeah, exactly. And that's where we want to help people. It's an app, part of our aptitude. It's what we're made of and it's what we strive for. Mm-hmm. We can't do it without it. Mm-hmm. So, um, last thing before we go, uh, talk about a little bit of what you got going on. And if you want to put your information out there, if someone wants to get a hold of you about a house or whatever, here's your time to talk a little bit about, hey, what you got going on. And if someone wants to get a hold of you, how do we do that? Well, first off, I would say go to primecustomhomes.com. You'll see recent pictures of new construction and remodels that we've put up in our gallery and projects. I use it quite a bit. So people can go in and see them automatically what I've done. Um, they're just, again, recent. I just started this about a year ago, year and a half. Uh, Prime Custom Homes, uh, 402-306-0687 is my direct cell phone number. Um, I guess I really don't have anything else there. I just was thinking, how else would they get hold of me? And that's the best I got. <laughs> and here's what I will tell you, because he calls me. I'm always on a phone call. Somebody, usually it goes to my voicemail, but I will tell you, every time I call him, he's right on picking up his phone. So if you're worried about that kind of deal, because that's a big deal these days, David does does a great job with that, and he's great to work with. So Well, I appreciate it. He is David Prine of Prine Custom Homes, also Travis Waldstein, Ursar of Heating and Air Conditioning, uh, both in Council Bluffs. Thank you both, gentlemen, for being a part of Circle of Trades. And we thank you for listening to this episode. We release new episodes each week. Until next time, take care.